What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, HodgePodge. Okay, so I've never attempted to actually do what I'm getting ready to do right now. And that is, I was sitting here trying to think, okay, what's the next lesson? What's the next step? What do I want to share? What do I want to talk about? And I thought, why don't you just hit the button and start talking? Start talking about whatever it is that comes to mind. And so that's what I did. And I thought, well, what am I going to name it? I thought, well, why don't you name it? What's a combination of a bunch of different things thrown together to make something that's going to be beautiful at the end? Um, hodgepodge. That was creative processing 101. I think you should take elaborate notes to that. It's going to serve you tomorrow. So as I'm in my office here, I'm staring. I'm still kind of scraping around for content. I have lots of things written on my white whiteboard here. Things that we didn't put up here because we were trying to inspire a podcast. We put up here because currently inside of our marketing campaign and strategy, we're trying to figure out how to describe our ideal customer. In this product that we've developed, we call it M4N Vault. And it's essentially a vault of over 30 hours of content that I've created trying to take somebody from entrepreneur, futurepreneur, lostpreneur, like strugglingpreneur, whatever, whatever the prepreneur is, other than entrepreneur, and and giving them a, a dedicated coursework that they could follow that would take them from this place of like. I think back to where I was when I was around 23, 24 years old. I was selling cars at a new car store in Chillicothe, Missouri. Woody's Dodge Jeep Chrysler is what it was. Like now it's kind of, they've rebranded themselves as Wow Woody's. Cool little place. Um, but I was lost and I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted, but I didn't really, that wasn't a word that I was using. Like I was just thinking, I want to own my own business. I want to own my own company. And the driving motivator behind that was I wanted freedom. Ultimately, I wanted to give my, my family a life that, that I see other people living without being a slave to a job, to a career, to, a, like, to the confines of an, a set of walls. I had no idea that what I was asking for was to be thrown into this, like, like they, there's this running joke. It's like entrepreneurs, like the definition of insane is quitting a 40 hour work week with benefits and security to work 80 hours and like no safety net whatsoever. And I think back to those days when I'm, when I was working at that job and, and having these, these feelings and emotions of man, like I just want to figure out what it is I want to do. I just, I want to be able to step out and step into this place where I'm building me. I'm building a company, I'm building a legacy. Like I had all these like ideas of what I wanted my life to look like, but I didn't have a clear path. And I thought, man, I, like, there's no way that I can be the only guy that goes through that process. The only person in the world who, can, who, who sits around and, and spends like copious amounts of time thinking, what is my thing? What is it that I'm going to do? What is it that I can build, that I can grow, that I can like stab a flag in the top of and call it my own? And that thing for me just happened to be in Fred Heaters. Like that was the thing that I eventually caught a hold of and, and, 
And that business was so awesome because I went from this like startup in my living room and, and it grew into this massive entity and taught me all sorts of like, I got my doctorate inside of the walls of that company in business and entrepreneurship. I used a lot of the money that I made to educate myself further, to surround myself with like this, this type of personality, these alphas, these entrepreneurs, like business badasses that really had far exceeded me. And, and I made it a point to be the dumbest guy in the room. I would listen to these guys talk about principles and concepts that I didn't understand. And I would snake back away and like, like get this, whatever book they mentioned or they dropped, like I would throw it into my phone and, and, or write it down. And as soon as I got home, I'm like, I'm on my way. This was before I was really buying a lot of books on Amazon. And I, I just enjoyed the Barnes and Noble experience. So I would go in and stack up a dozen books. My wife's looking at me like I'm a madman and I'm scouring through the books. I'm not reading every page because every page doesn't pertain to me. Some of the stuff I already knew, but I just wanted to devour new information that was relevant to what I was doing. And so I would find the two or three or four or five pages that I needed and I would memorize those concepts. I would even go so far as to stand in front of the mirror and teach myself the concept back so that in, in a situation where I needed to recall that, I felt like I had a good grasp of what it was I was talking about. And I did this for accounting principles. I did this for certain, like we were in a big lawsuit, a three and a half million dollar lawsuit. And I had never been sued before. And, and we didn't deserve to be being sued for, for, for this situation, but it was something that we, we were, we were sued, we were attacked. And so we had to learn how to protect ourselves, which meant that I had to be able to have an intelligent conversation with attorneys. Otherwise I was just a nimrod stuck at the mercy of their best guess. And, and, and I just like, that's one example, the, the accounting thing we went through an, a, a big IRS audit where they came in and they're like, you owe us half a million dollars. And, and the reason was, of course, I had no idea of this going through this experience that in the U S if you have a certain dollar amount of inventory, I think it's like over two and a half million dollars worth of inventory in your warehouse, you're expected to pay income tax on that, on that inventory while it's sitting and you cross over a new year. Like there's, there's taxation that's happening on sitting inventory. And in fact, my, one of my foreign manufacturers, they said, Hey, we're going to send you a half a million dollars worth of inventory because we're going to get taxed on it if we leave it here for too long. So, you know, write us a little guarantee and, and we're going to send you this inventory and pay us when you sell it. And so they sent over all this inventory and I said, yeah, sure. Send it because that doesn't make sense. Why would you, why, how can they tax you on something that you haven't even sold? But this was something, but all of these lessons, this accumulation of abs, having absolutely nothing to, to, you know, and being $300,000 in debt and struggling and not sure how I was going to get out of it, how I was going to climb out of this pit and succeed. Like all of this was circling around in my head. And, and I didn't have, like I had had my grandfather my father-in-law was in real estate. He had just sold his lumber yard a few years before I came around and, and married his daughter. And, and so I'd watched my grandfather handle money and, and be very conservative and operate a, a couple small businesses. And so I had, it was in my blood. I, I saw the fruit of entrepreneurship. I saw these guys not struggling and stressing. Like they could go out to eat and lay out a few bucks and not worry about, man, am I going to be able to pay my bills? They, they, they like they had the the vehicles that they wanted to drive and and when an opportunity came along my father-in-law was able to capitalize i'd watch him watch write checks that i couldn't understand like how do i get to where you are and 
bless his heart. I mean, he helped me so much. He's one of my very best friends. He's alive today. He's, he's a good, good dude, but he wasn't equipped. He, he hadn't went through the mental process to say to somebody, look, I'm going to coach you step-by-step from where you are today to being an entrepreneur. I just had to, I just had to invest copious amounts of time around him around my father-in-law, around other business people that I trusted and respected. I had to dive deep into those conversations so that I could accumulate enough internal nuggets that I could, that I could possibly win at the game someday. Like ultimately that was just my goal. I just wanted to win at the game someday. And that was the hunt. And, and so I found myself just feeling very, very lost Lots of time I spent in this place. Now, flash forward to today, we've built this like this crazy product. It's like we've invested hundreds upon hundreds of hours in this content. I did what most entrepreneurs don't do, and that's like go back and think, okay, if I were going to hold somebody's hand and step-by-step walk them through the process of becoming their own boss, doing their own thing, like climbing their own entrepreneurial mountain, what would I tell them to do first, second, third, fourth? And what's crazy is the first three segments have nothing to do with business. Like the first 15 or 20 videos have absolutely nothing to do with business and everything to do with mindset. And like, again, hodgepodge, that's not really relevant to where I'm going with this. Today, I'm standing in my office. I have a private office above the dealership. It was actually just an old attic space. And I paid somebody to come in and finish it out. And one of the walls we have on on one end of the room is is a big whiteboard. And, And what we're doing right now is trying to map out who is our target demographic. And so we've got different things up here. And, and, and this, I guess, is where I was going is, you know, we're... This never ends, by the way. This, this, there's always something new that you're hunting in when, when you step into this, when you play this game. For you, for you business people who are listening to this and you're thinking, man, when is it ever going to end? When am I ever going to just get to sail? Like that never happens. That's not real life. You can listen to everybody's highlight reel on Instagram and think that everything's peachy always, but that's just not the way that it is. Like every single product that you want to take to market that's new and different, it, it's a brand new, different, like it's this total reworking of a machine. And so for me right here today, like the biggest conversation on my mind and, and the minds of my key, the key people on my team is how do we describe a person that wants to be their own boss? What websites do they go to? What pages on Facebook do they like? What television shows do they watch? Where do they spend their time um, after work? What kind of activities are those type of people into? What professions build entrepreneurs? Like one that we've, we've talked about often are bartenders. Bartenders just learn that talking to people is not scary at all. And they learn to adapt in an environment where multiple personalities are hitting them from a hundred different directions. And lots of really brilliant entrepreneurs have spent time behind a bar. 
And some of them spend a lot of time up to a bar. <laughs> but that's, a, that's an example. People who watch Shark Tank, this is something else that's rolling in our heads. Like, okay, well, definitely people who invest time in watching Shark Tank have this little internal itch of, ooh, I wish that was me. There's no other reason to watch it. You're watching because you're thinking, I wonder if something's going to spear something inside of me that's going to lift me, that's going to give me that push, that drive, that that nudge that I've been hoping for, that that's going to be the thing that's going to like accelerate me into that, into that game. There's another show called The Prophet, very similar. And so we're thinking about who do they follow? Will they follow Gary Vaynerchuk? Will they follow Mark Cuban? Will they follow this person? They follow that person. Like, there's this ongoing conversation in my office right now of who is that person? And then to add another layer of complication to the delivery of this message, the next question that we're asking ourselves is how do we capture their attention in five seconds or less? Because that's really what you'll give most people, especially if you've never heard of them. Literally five seconds or less you have to get somebody's attention, to capture it, to tell, to describe to them what their problem is, because most of them don't even realize that they have a problem until you tell them that, Hey, I might have a solution to this thing that's been bothering you. And so that becomes the struggle. Struggle number one is we have to tell people, Hey, you have a problem. Struggle number two is we have to tell people we're going to solve the problem. We'll also have to get their attention inside of five seconds. And just to complicate things a little bit further, it has to be entertaining it can't just be boring and blah. And it has to be convincing and concise. So these 8, 10, 15, 20 minute rambles that I do inside of my podcast, I don't get the luxury of doing in these ads. And so you bounce around. Well, do we, do we be ridiculous? We, we've had ideas as crazy as like, look, we need to find a ring and we need to let somebody punch you in the face as hard as they can, Michael. We want to record that in slow motion and we want you to like fall to the ground and, and, and like look at a camera from the side with your face like splatted on the, on the, on the mat. And from that position, look into the camera and say, I wanted to be a fighter today. Then run out into run out into the middle of traffic, stop traffic, and scream back to the camera. Today I wanted to be a traffic cop. Maybe get hit by a car. Like these are the kind of ideas. Like, and then we follow it with. So if if all of those other sports take training, then why do you think the game of entrepreneurship you can just step into and win? Like, but th- that that's just as an example. We're talking like on the board is the word egg. It's written because of this. Um, like this egg that's um, the most liked Instagram post ever. If you haven't seen that lately, like it's like it was that it was put out there for that reason, and it and it succeeded. So ride that wave. We're talking about oh, Super Bowls coming up, and and how do you use those social like what's happening socially to potentially leverage and and grab attention and hold attention long enough to convince people to go to a website and watch a twelve minute video and then make a decision. Somewhere along the line, we drop a tracking pixel on them and, and then we follow them around the internet and they wonder how is he, this man advertises everywhere. But all of that's happening right now in my world. And, and so I was thinking, man, that inside of this, there are so many different lessons that I could, that I could grab onto and that I could share and that I could talk about. But sometimes it's just the spirit of being real and, and, and saying, you know, every single day, 
as an entrepreneur, I'm faced with challenges. I'm faced with struggles. I'm faced with frustrations. There, there are days that I absolutely just want to take my entire staff, walk them all out the front door, stand there and say, thank you so much for coming. Have a great rest of your forever and, and lock it behind them and go back to my office and cry. Obviously, my employees listen to this. I don't want to lock anybody out. Um, there are some days that I, I do want to choke hold one or two of you, but, but more often than not, um, I love my team. We have a great group of people here, but it's just real. And so it just felt like it was time for this. It was time for just kind of a verbal vomit and, and share with you. Like, I don't care what anybody says and I don't care how easy people make it look. I don't care how smooth they sound like they are when they communicate with you. Like if you talk to me about your business or your situation, if you talk to me about where you are in life and where you want to go, I get a pretty clear idea of good good solid steps that are going to increase your likelihood of hitting your goals and benchmarks. It's just the way my mind works. And it would be really easy to walk away from that conversation and think that guy's a freaking know-it-all. He thinks he knows everything. But the truth is, is that this is just a gifting that I have. But it doesn't make me impervious to slam in my shins. It doesn't make me impervious to, to like literally in, in the world of business, getting punched in the face and knocked down. And right now I'm taking some pretty good licks while we try to figure out how to communicate with this person, this, this ideal person who we have created this phenomenal product for that's going to help them. And so this is what's going on in my head today. I appreciate every single person that takes time to listen to this podcast. And so I'm going to wrap it up. Um, same time tomorrow. There've been a couple days over the last week or two that I've missed inside of the podcast. Last week was rough. So um, there's it's winter, crazy, crazy flus and sicknesses going around and, and a day or two in there where I couldn't even hardly speak. So I just, out of rather not waste your time with garbage podcasts when I'm feeling down and you don't leave it feeling inspired and excited. I just thought I'd, I, I would better I would better serve you to not post it. So um, I'm going to make it up. I said 90 and 90 days. That's going to happen. You're going to have a couple where it's two in a day. But for today, um, that's all I've got for you. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much. And every single one, like I can't end it without saying it. Savvy.